Welcome back to Soul of a Warrior. Today we are talking about lobotomies and birth control and just all sorts of things that that make women empowered and, and better and just allow them to, to live a happy life. Maybe anti-lobotomy though. But. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this conversation started out in uh, talking about where birth control came in to give women the opportunity to have a choice about how they spent their life, you know? Right. And so you have that moment now where you get to, instead of being just straight into motherhood, you get to choose a career. You get to choose what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And then you come to a point in your life, you get to decide if you want to be a mother and uh, how you go about that, you Mm -hmm. know? And so... I think that's a huge part of, of empowerment is being able to choose your lifestyle and choose who you want to be and how how your life's going to play out for you and how it's going to serve you as a woman. So, huge. Yeah. I will say, like, learning about birth control. Learning about it, yes. Learning about it, though, yes. did make me, that's what made me do the fertility awareness method, though. But you're, you're not on birth control. No. And no. why is that? Because, so, well, one, learning about the beginnings of it, because that woman, what was it, Margaret Singer or something? Something yeah. like that. She I sucked. believe that was her name. Yeah, yeah. she <laughs> sucked. Big time. But then it was, like, learning about how, you know, the origins of it. But then also, like, what made me mad is when you, okay, when you get your period, right? And you, did you guys do, like, the talk at school where, like, they did the, the whole puberty talk with you at your school? You didn't have I grew that? up in abstinent Mississippi, of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> we didn't have so, any of these I, conversations. You didn't have a puberty? Did no, you? we didn't even have a puberty mm-hmm. okay, talk. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was like second or third grade. Some lady came in and, and talked to the women, the girls and the boys all together. So oh, everybody's no. just like so Everyone's on like, edge. I don't want to look Please. at anybody else. And like, and she, and she was like, let's talk in like, you know, in her breast. She was like, let's talk about what happens in this area. Oh, but it was a very no. whitewash, you know, just yes. a very general explanation. So... You know, you know, when you're sitting in class all of a sudden in, in middle school and you get your period and you're like, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> it doesn't matter if they even try to prepare you. It, it's not realistic. No. You know? yeah. They try to it's make not. it something that a child can comprehend, but they try to do it so delicately it doesn't really serve well, a purpose. they don't want to scare you. Yeah. Well, and then you have it in, in Mississippi where they're just like, well, let's just... I Let's just not even, let not even approach it, you know? In middle school, I was given a book by my mother that, like, very delicately oh, no. described the topic. And then, like, once you get Birds your period, you panic, you know? And then you're taken to the school nurse, and she gives you, like, the, the maxi pad of all maxi pads. <laughs> right. I mean, like, an the adult one that's diaper. A, an adult diaper. Do you literally feel like And I'm she's basically just like, that's this exactly. is normal. Exactly. Let me call like, your oh, mother. And then, of course, my mother was a working professional and was on a business trip when I got my first period. So my dad picked me up from school that day and drove me to Walgreens and attempted to help me pick out pads. I just bought panty liners the first time. That was a nightmare. That happened to me too. My mom was out of town and I had to ask my dad to go. And dad's worst nightmare, he's like in the tampon section trying to buy for his... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It was a nightmare. And then Nobody he teaches you how to He attempted to describe no. it a little bit. No. My, oh, God, no. no. And then I think my mom came home and she was like, well, did you Did you talk to her? And he was like, yeah. And, uh, and that never, was it. And that was that. Oh, Thank God I had an no. older sister or I would have been. Exactly. Dude, my <laughs> older sister told, I have a lot of, or a few older sisters. 
sisters in general, I guess. But my older sister told me that I couldn't wear tampons until I was a certain age. That's what oh, my mother which told is me. Bullshit. That's what my mother told me. She said your body has to do certain things before you can put a tampon no, it in. Doesn't. And I was like, what the hell? Uh, so I wore pads until I graduated high school. Yeah. Do that. Same. I wasn't until I got to college and I had my first period of college and my roommate was like, what the fuck are those pads? And I was like, oh, yeah. no. dude, I couldn't. I was a swimmer, so I had to figure out right. how to use a yeah. tampon. I can't tell you how many girls I talked to were like, I tried to put it up my people the first time. And I was like, oh my god! Ow. No, they're like no. I they didn't instructions even know. in the box. Yeah. Okay, that's how I figured it out. That's a little bit more common yes. sense, right? But like, not knowing, like, that's how fucked up the education system is. You don't know your basic anatomy. And that's you don't know so two- dangerous. Yeah. There's some more, more than that though. Like, there's things that people don't tell you. Like, don't sleep with a tampon in. Yes. Or don't leave yeah. it in longer. Like, don't leave it toxic in. Like, toxic shock nah. is a shock thing. syndrome. More yeah. than eight hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. one time, I forgot it. And then it was gone. And I just <gasps> was like, oh, I, oh my God, that's I so must scary. have taken it out. But I did not. It was still there. But it was gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's certain yeah, things yep. that, like, that's so yeah, scary. Don't you think about you. your education system. It was like, they don't teach you how to do fucking taxes. No. And they definitely don't teach you about your own body. Okay, like, so they definitely don't teach you about your own body. That's what I was mad about when I started reading this book about the fertility awareness method. Like, yes. the shit that was in it. I was like, this is the type of shit we need to be learning. Because <laughs> it was yeah. like... I mean, one, they make you feel like the only part of your cycle is your, your period. That's yes! It, which is not freaking no. true. No. So then, excuse me for saying so, but your freaking discharge, you feel like... Oh, you don't know what the fuck it is. No. Like I'm like every once in a while, you're like you're like Ew, embarrassed what, about it. Yes, dude. <laughs> but the reality is like know your cycles like way more than that. You didn't. Mm. I wasn't taught about ovulation or like any of that shit. Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, that's what. Because in my school they separated boys and girls and they talked about it, but like clearly not yeah. well enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So my thing is like, this is what they should start out with, and they yes. should tell you like. This is your cycle as a female. Yeah. Like, this is the phases you go through. Luteal, follicular, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? And then be like, this is what's happening in all your cycles. And mm-hmm. this is what you should expect from your body and yourself. And, mm-hmm. like, I recommend as a as an educator that you track it yourself. Yes. You know, to learn yourself. Mm-hmm. But they don't do that. No. 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 Not even a little bit. They're just bit. like, don't no. Yes. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You know? and for some reason your uterus is separate from your mental health. And yes. It's not. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's so hormones. connected. It, it really hormones me. mess with your yes. mind, <laughs> and it bothers me that yeah. the first thing when you're young they try and fix everything with birth control. Let's just yeah. put you on birth control. They're like, oh, you have it. you have pain cr- or cramps or pain or you yes. have heavy period or you have like all these emotions. Let's put you on. Work no, me. as if it's not. What I else is that. going on? Yeah. yeah. What, what else is going on in your life that's causing you? It's yep. just a problem with like women's health in general. No, I just feel like true. it's so hard for women to get doctors to believe them. Mm. I cannot tell you how many women have not been diagnosed with things like fucking endometriosis or yes. cysts or things like Pico's. that because they're like, I'm in so much fucking pain. And their doctor's like, oh, you just have cramps, sweetie. You're fine. Like, oh my that's at, like, listen to the people that are coming to you. Like, as a medical professional, yeah. you should say, these are not normal. These are outside the normal range. Yeah. Like, maybe let's look for stuff. Because I had severe ovarian cysts in high school. Yes. And they were just like, oh, you have bad cramps. Here's some birth control. Crazy. No, and I was crazy. like, they, and then I said, no, the cramps are still unbearable. And they were just like, oh, that sucks. Do you want some opiates? No. no. 
in high school. The issue yeah, they just gave me That's bigger true. pain pills. <laughs> well, like, especially yeah. if you're going through, you know, puberty too, and your your hormones are already just like haywire. Yes. And then to to add medications or birth control on top of that is bullshit. Dude. And I like the I like the thought you you brought up like teach women how to track their cycle. Yes. Learn about your body. Yeah, because a lot of control by all means. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but like it, learn about your body, know your body, because that is empowerment in itself. Like mm-hmm. knowledge is power, and yeah. understanding yourself, like, and I, ah, it's just, those little things need to just be a, a forefront That's of a good standard. Right? And yeah, yeah, like yeah. how is it not? Because then you have all of these these girls who. And especially in your teenagers, that's maybe when you start experimenting. That's when you, you know, kind of uh, come into that, mm-hmm. and and you know nothing about your body, or you know mm-hmm. nothing about what to mm-hmm. expect, because it's just kind of shoved down your face. Like, oh, you're not supposed to do it. Yeah. But and then of course, as a teenager, like, oh, it's forbidden. Oh, it's forbidden. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's do it. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that the education around it and it is, does suck because, like, kind of more to that point. It, even if you're in an abstinence-only state, literally nothing we have discussed this far is sexual. No, no. literally not Damn. a goddamn thing. Yeah. No. Can I tell you? Pertains to no. fucking sex. Absolutely. Yeah, even a... if you're in an abstinence-only state, and like theoretically, there, like if you're at a private school and your organization tells you you are not allowed to teach sex ed, you should still be allowed to teach that bullshit. Because like, it's not sex ed. It's not sex ed. Come on. It's, it's your anatomy. Yes. yes. It's not. And like, Freaking and that's where you're sexualized all the time. Everything's always sexualized. But like, that's just yes. a like normal how, part of yeah, how you're like, going to exist for probably until you're 50 or 60. Sexualized. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Like, really? You think I want this to happen to me? Right. Yeah, I feel hot. You're like, no. first we, we sexualize breasts, but now you want to sexualize yes. blood pouring well, yeah. out of my vagina. <laughs> Here's another issue. Massive bloating. Yes. <laughs> the, the method of birth control and IUD. I've had an IUD uh, yeah. for, I'm on my second one, so it's been six and a half years now. Okay. I haven't had a period in six and a half years Me because I identified with having two week long periods back to back and I was like, oh, I, that's my, just my body. No, I was under extreme stress. Yep. And I'm like, wasn't normal. Right. I haven't went a time stress free to where my body was able to kind of chill yeah. and relax and yeah. regulate itself. Yeah. But, but we fixed it with an IUD, mm-hmm. which is permanent. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is doing more harm than good. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and another reason why they're everyone saying, oh, well, this generation isn't having this many kids. There's a lot of infertility happening yes, in our yes. generation because of this. Yes. And like a lot. Because yes. people fucked with their natural cycles before their natural cycles even had a That's rhythm. Exactly. Like if you got your first birth control method while you were still going through puberty, yeah. your body never figured it out. No. And then all of a sudden you were just like, oh, shut that down. So your body was like, oh, you don't want this. Great. That can't be so And then all of, it. all of a sudden you get off of everything and your body's still like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. Dude. No, so, absolutely. There was a time in the Navy um, when I was, like, looking for birth control methods, and I did. I was on the pill for a bit, and then I was like, I don't really. I thought I wanted the IUD, the copper one, though, because it's, like, supposed to be natural. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. But for, so I went to the doctor. <laughs> I will say kudos to this because he was like, he, he was like, oh, like, there's complications with that, actually. There's worse, Severe. especially for women who, like, never had kids. It's actually worse. Yes. And I was like, okay, noted. Well, what else is there? And then he talked about the NuvaRing, which is yep. what I got on. Yep. But I was like, 
I remember being like, well, I, I want to still get my period. Like, because he was like, you can put it on back to back so you can skip your period. And I was like, well, no, no, no. Like, I, I kind of want my period because I feel like I get really, it regulates my whole body when I do. Like, personally, personal choice. It's what I want. And he was like, he said, well, it's actually not normal for women to get their period every month. Because what? Typically, back in the day, women were pregnant so often that they never had their periods anyway. And I was Whoa. like... What? Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what, what he said. That is what he said. And I was like, what? I'm still going to get my period. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Isn't yep. it weird to not have one? Yes. Mm. It is, should be. A, that's what I'm saying. They There's say like it's this. Fine. That's not fine. No, it's not fine. Mm. I don't think so. That's, well, now I'm learning. Yeah. Because yeah. you know how it's like, oh, with your, with like the Nuva ring, it was like cycle every yep. three weeks. Yep. You're like, okay, three weeks have passed by, take it out. Okay, my, my, my cycle is way longer than three weeks. It's for like six weeks. Really? Seven. Six to seven weeks. It's wow. Long. It is freaking long. I'm so and nervous. I didn't know it until now, mm-hmm. though. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And so now it's like, so I was basically forcing my body to go through this cycle that it wasn't That's like, part of. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's huh. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, it would take me like six to seven weeks for me to get my period. Serious. I hate you. I know, dude. I got <laughs> mine every three weeks. Every three more, weeks, dude, more it was a nightmare. It's a bad thing. I was like, it's a great thing. Like, yeah, yeah, seriously, that <laughs> is a good phenomenal. And slower cyclers tend to also have less severe period symptoms Back. as well. I get, I got pretty emotional this past month. But <laughs> it was like my own fault. I think. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. and it doesn't make part, sense to me because you would think as a long cycler, like your lining would get thicker, so you would have more cramps and so it yeah. would be tougher three to, to shed it. Three and a half mm-hmm. days for me. That's such. Mine was every three weeks, and it was a full week long period. Where I was just debilitated, and it was every three weeks, and so that was why. At some point, my mom was like, "Anna, like you literally are missing a lot of school. Like we have to put you on birth control because, like, it's messing up your your life." Well, okay, and this is my 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 pros and cons with with birth control because yes, it gives you a lot of control, right? But now that we're expected to be able to. be able to have that control yeah. and um now if you have a debilitating period you know so you and i both heavy flows massive like yeah. fetal position cramping like yes. can't i can't do shit you know but if i want to keep pace with you know a working professional life yeah. like it's nice to not have to worry about that oh, i kind of like not having yes. my period for three months that's great yeah but at the same time you know you're also really giving a lot in exchange and mm-hmm. also like birth controls can be expensive yes yeah. you don't it have health insurance or you you're poor yeah i didn't have health insurance and i went to go get my iud removed it was 150 dollars to remove it that's crazy and 700 dollars to get a new iud Mm-mm. holy shit Mm-mm. so like if your health care is not accessible <laughs> yeah. but like where are you making that mark of yeah. like yeah it's giving me benefits of, yeah. of, of i'm not i can go to work i can go to school yeah. i can yeah. do all these great things but i can i can afford to do that yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so so what benefits are you doing and and if you're not going to fund you know like a planned parenthood or something that makes those things accessible Mm -hmm. then really like like we were talking about eugenics earlier yeah you're catering to the upper class seriously if you can't afford or or you can't get to a planned parenthood you can't get to affordable health care like rich people are always going to be able to have access to whatever the fuck healthcare they yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever healthcare yeah. they desire. Yeah. Poor people, people who don't have insurance, someone like me, who like currently is having a severe issue with her IUD, I cannot I afford know, to go exactly get it fixed. Bad, and I'm probably 
like actively destroying my uterus right now because yeah. my IUD is not in position. You can't, you can't afford and I'm to do it. Probably putting myself in a position to be infertile, which is, to me is okay because I don't want kids. But can you imagine to someone who wants kids more than anything and they, and they know they're in this situation and they can't go pay $900 to get it fixed? Yeah. And it's like ruining their life? Like that's not okay. Or even for people who really do want kids but they can't afford to get on birth control, but they also can't afford to have a kid right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, they don't have that ability to make that decision. And they're trying to better themselves before they are ready to have the kid. Which is so huge. There are apps now. I did that for a while when I got out of the military and I didn't have health insurance. Yeah. There's apps that do pills and those are cheap. It's like 25 bucks Mm -hmm. for like three months worth, which isn't bad. But that's like, again, the pill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the pill is hard. Like, if you don't take it at the exact same time every day, it's not You're you're, you're, Yeah, (laughs) keep up with that. I couldn't do that. It was like three days would go by and I was like, ah! That was the first thing I got put on as a teenager too. Like that's the last thing you want to give yeah. an irresponsible fuck. No, you yes. like control. <laughs> like don't get yes. pregnant. Like Here, nobody told me pregnant. not to like take it at the same time. I was just like oh. I was never told that I was like, either. Oh, yeah. They were just like take it once a day. Yeah. I was never told yeah. to set an alarm and take it at the same time. Granted. They didn't know I was using it for actual birth control. They just thought I was Still using does. it to regulate I my feel cycle like that's like and a not basic have cramps. Thing that comes with the territory of like explaining right. medication. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I will you know. say, without birth control, though, like every time my ex and I would have sex, I was like buying tests, pregnancy tests, because I'm yeah, so those, paranoid. No, that's just yeah, expensive. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. My yeah, and. Plan B and pregnancy tests are way more expensive than just getting on the pill for a month. $50 for one pill. $50 for one pill. Yes, that is fucking absurd. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It's just all... There's a, a lot thing. of things that, yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Being a girl is hard. And, like, you just think about it and you're like, I still have to deal with any no. of this extra expense, this extra stress. Dude, this and extra they, they rolled out the male birth control and they're like, oh, the side effects. <laughs> yes! Get bent, bro. Get bent. Honestly, like, like, I, listen, I'm just saying, vasectomies are reversible. Fact. Um, and it's like a pretty quick 15 minute procedure. Mm. And I'm just saying like, if you really wanted to lower pregnancy rates, like there's a pretty yeah. fucking easy way yeah. to do it. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that you should force anyone to do it. Cause that's terrible and awful. Right. Just in Everybody should have a choice. But I am saying that like male birth control should be a thing. Male birth control should be a thing because yeah, like a woman it, yeah. can only be pregnant for nine months. A man can go and pregnant a girl every night. women can only night. get pregnant once in their entire cycle. Cycle. Yes, yeah. but men can get pregnant. Men can get pregnant, pregnant anytime they have sex. Anytime they have sex. Well, it's, just, it's nice too so. that like a man can go in and be like, "I want a vasectomy," and they're like, "Okay." You want to go in and get your tube side. They're like, okay, we're going to need your husband to sign off on this. Yeah. Or, yeah. oh, you don't have a partner? Like, we're going to put you through a psyche eval. And um, a to make sure. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. Why? Why? If I don't want it, I don't want it. Like, yeah. You're it's like, come bullshit. on, women overthink everything. Like, you don't think right. I thought about all That's of this exactly. before and I like, came here? And, like, if you're actually concerned that you're going to change your mind, fucking freeze some eggs Is first. that reversible, like, though? No. No. So, okay. technically, so. they say tubal litigation is reversible, but unfortunately, in a lot of cases, when they go back in and reattach your tubes, things just don't work right. Work out. Okay. They say that if you are concerned that anything's going to happen and you're going to change your mind, freeze your eggs before you get it done. Oh. Yeah. So, that is an option. You could freeze your eggs and use a surrogate if you wanted to do anything like that 
um, always an option, or you could adopt potentially if you wanted to do that. Well, the but permission thing. Not most of the time, it is a permanent procedure. But, but I do agree with like maybe people thinking. Not that I don't think people go into it not right. thinking about it. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think it just be standardized just across. Like, if you're going to require a woman, if you're going to require a woman to have a psyche valve, like, what's the difference? I just need the permission. And also, thing. okay, okay, hear me out here. So if you fail your psyche valve. Yeah, what happens? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like, like, is that, like, do, do they, do like, insist you not, or are they, like, you should, you should, like. I would assume that they would refuse you the service, unfortunately. So, across the board, then what's the answer? <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, are they, like, oh, this person's literally batshit fucking crazy. Let's keep them let's fertile. Let, yeah, okay, <laughs> let them reproduce. Like, I don't understand. Actually, that's valid. That yeah, like, you looked into donating eggs? Yeah. Well, I almost did. I filled out the entire profile. You're going to go to Yeah. I filled out the entire profile and I I didn't click submit because I was like kind of like okay I feel like a lot of this information is not needed but they request it anyway like what sports are you interested in? Yeah, yeah they want to know everything, like, everything about but you. But I'm like, none of that has anything to do with a child that they I want to be I'm able to make you. a profile. For yeah, you, like that's with this what child. They want it's like a dating profile, but for your yep. eggs. I'm like, this has nothing to do mm-hmm. with with my fucking with my, jeans. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, what? What's your favorite color? What's your? What do you like to eat? I'm like, what? Listen, I thought about when I was super poor in college, like donating Same. eggs. But holy shit, if you like really go and research, it is like it is a a bad thing a lot yeah. of the time. Like I've had people who like had their eggs removed and their body like threw a fit really? and like started rejecting organs. Oh, literally, oh, like no. that's a thing that can happen. Yes, and then like a lot of severe mental health issues are linked with getting your eggs removed as well and the amount of insane treatments and things that you have to go through before the hormonal treatments that they put you on before can lead to insane manic depression and I've heard of a lot of girls who start the process of donating their eggs commit suicide before they actually get there my sister's donated her eggs like seven times really that's amazing but now I'm like well maybe that's why she's freaking nuts who knows (laughs) (laughs) no but I like I just heard (laughs) and maybe maybe I'm just like looking at it wrongly (laughs) or maybe Google knows that I'm kind of a fucked up person so every time I google it they like feed me fucked up stories you know that's super possible well there's a lot of risks associated yes always with anything oh gosh yes but like the money's it's good oh my god but then I also think like would I want a small me running around that I didn't know about that's That's the other thing yeah you do like a 23 and me and you're like I have 15 (laughs) children I wouldn't want them contacting me like yeah I I think you can have that option. option yeah but I think, like, and that's a huge thing, I think, too, with, like, adoption or with, yeah. with uh, like, don- donation um, if you were conceived through some sort of um, outside surrogacy. Yeah. Where it's, it's an identity thing where, like, people just yeah. want to know where they come from. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, it, yeah. it's, and it's, and they want it, and, and maybe you you don't but I, I've seen that a lot especially yes. with my friends who are adopted they just like have that need to no no and it's hard like, can like you imagine being the parent of that kid like bringing them home from the hospital and they're still like oh you had nothing to do with me I want to know where I come from yeah. like how does that or feel that, uh, a reckless decision because I'm poor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no that's a good like, point actually no, yeah poor, that seriously was like, that was the only time I, I was like whoa you can get $18,000 
whoa, that's a lot of money. Like, yeah, she's like, dude, I was selling my plasma for 50 oh, bucks. Oh, a pop. I was like, hey, I don't need it. Exactly. You want my blood and plasma? Take it. Exactly. It's I tried to donate my plasma multiple times in college, and I have very bad veins that collapse and roll very easily. So every single time I went in, I went four or five times, and every single time I ended up with a bruise from like. Uh, and they won't take you if you have bruising. I know. Yeah. So then I would have to stop, and then I'd have to like go see my parents, and they were like, "What? What? <laughs> what happened to you?" And I was always like, "Oh, I tried to donate blood. There was a kid who got into a car wreck on campus, and they asked You're for so much donations." <laughs> Dude, legit, I was like, I need, I need Plasma beer money. I gotta get yes! my dog groomed. Like, how the fuck else? It, I go to school, yeah, you know, and I donated super fast. I was like, now they're thirty minutes. Oh, I'm like, take it. If they pay me for hair, I do that too. Like, I know that's horrible to say that, but like, no. I feel like if we can naturally produce and like make profit off our bodies. I am there. <laughs> I am down. Well, <laughs> happens anyway. You should yeah, have no. you ever looked into some of like the medical research? Studies, you actually no, have the medical studies. One. Actually, sleep studies make bang. I would that's die all. to be in a sleep study. <laughs> I, that's all I want. I Let me sleep and study my brain and pay me for it. Dude, like, I heard about this sleep study. Okay, this is like totally off the topic, but like <laughs> this guy was like, Yeah, we paid people for a sleep study, but they didn't know that the sleep study was gonna just keep them up. I would lose So, like, shit. as soon as they no. started to fall asleep, they would, like, abruptly wake them up. And he was like, and I did it on all my friends. And they straight up all just, like, walked out. They were yeah. like, fuck this. I like, I'm too. not doing this. I would have, too. Because I want to do, like, put me into, like, a like coma, bro. Yes. Like, there give me, like, a couple days of, like, peace it. and tranquility. Like, just, you want to study my brain under a deep, deep sedation? That's Be my fucking guest, but I don't want somebody to keep me up. No. I would lose my mind. You want a medical study on bone tucks? Ask Ian. Give it up. Anytime. Ask Ian what happens if he comes to bed and God forbid wakes me up. I know. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, he like queen. Yeah. He like sneaks into bed every night because if he wakes me up, I'll roll over and be like, why the fuck are you still awake? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm the like queen of falling asleep anywhere, anytime. Dude, but so like on the couch. Oh, Oof, that's the good couch shit right there. The best and Alex, like, like for the first part of it, couch. I know, Christina's got to be, like, face washed in bed. Like, in bed. Oh, oh I've fallen asleep in the middle of a party before. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, I'm asleep. Wherever I fall asleep, leave me there. Do not wake me up. Yes. And Alex learned that the hard way because I oh, was just no. like, he's like, I don't wake up you. I wake up, like, literally a demon. Like, he's like, I just, so now he, like, yes. he tries to, like, slowly just, like, get up. And go to bed, and then I'll wake up like abruptly at two a.m. and I'm like, oh, I should go to bed. Yeah. Oh my god. But if Alex wakes you up and moves you, you will kill him. Yeah, that's me. That's me. It's a there's a good chance of homicidal tendencies (laughs) erupting from that. It's gotten to the point where I do now that like I'm awake and alert, I feel bad about it, but. It's gotten to the point where if Ian is coming to bed past 2 a.m., he just sleeps on the couch because he's so scared. And then I'll wake up at 5 a.m. and be like, babe, come back to bed. What are you doing? And he's like, you don't understand how sick you are. It was not worth the risk. Okay, can we talk about guys and their relationship to periods and women's bodies Whoa. like <laughs> yes what has been your experience with that like not great not great <laughs> i don't think no, anybody's like there's been one guy Che. phenomenal <gasps> Che was God, dude 
good, dude. Great, dude. Great, dude. When we get educated on periods, guys also need to be there. Yes, no matter I how agree. Like my ex-husband, I showed him. He he didn't understand like what happened, and he didn't understand the whole pad and tampon thing. Yeah, he's like, what does it do? And I like showed him under the, the sink. Works under the sink. Dude. Yeah, I use water. I'm like, see, like when I bleed, like it expands and all this stuff. So like, guys need that education as well absolutely and that's like that goes back to the education aspect is like you had them separated they didn't teach you anything at all but like men need to know that too because it's a huge part of like well you can get self-conscious about it and that's unfair it is it's so unfair there's so many so many unrealistic expectations put upon women Mm -hmm. but like being ashamed of your body and the way it just naturally operates is probably like there's so many objectifications that come with being a woman, True. but that has got to be the most fucking hurtful. Yes. <laughs> because you're like, I can't control yeah. this. Like, this is just how I, like, this This is just going to happen. And, yeah. like, if that bothers you, get fucked because I can't control it and yes. I'm the one dealing yes. with it. So and every girl's, what was every girl's worst fear in middle school? What was your worst fear? Oh, bleeding through my pants. Yes. And a boy seeing yeah. it and laughing at yes. it. Yes. First time I got, was my yes. biggest fucking fear. First yeah. time I got my period, I was wearing white shorts. No! But like, that literally is. And you're just like, and that shouldn't be a thing. We yeah. had friends that would bleed. Like I had a, a girlfriend that would, she bled through her, her jeans and yeah. it'd be on the seat, yeah. of, you know, her desk. And Worst that, nightmare. And Funny. everyone knew. Yeah. Which is so yes. sad though. Cause that's the thing. It should be like, men should be taught that it's like not something to laugh about. Like, yes. It's not. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's, like, we are in bad. pain. We are emotionally upset already. It should like, be gross. It shouldn't be gross. It's, story, an, it's something that we physically can't. I want to live a Stop. I've heard multiple guys, multiple, who their girlfriends would say to them, oh, babe, I just started my period. And he'd dead ass look her in the eye and say, well, can't you hold it? No. No. Mississippi. Mississippi. No, dude. Yes. Oh, I, wish no. I wish this podcast could see my face right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Whoa, it's so, so cringy. That's How not acceptable. That's for some, like, are you kidding? That's so stupid. It's not like a plug. Yeah, like no. A plug yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> hold it, please. Hold. And then to think that these boys are going to be fathers and yes. husbands and partners and God bless. Oh, you wanna you wanna fuck, but you can't stand talking about my period. Like, yeah. No. No. Or when you yeah, are in your so period, and they're so like, oh. you're like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> Ew. Oh, gross. Well, I don't you're like, deal with that. Really? Yeah. Or that feeling that you have to feel like, oh, I'm gross because I'm on camera. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely have felt like that where I genuinely just feel like unclean. Yeah. 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 Like it doesn't matter that I just showered five minutes ago. You like feel it splodge and you're just like, <laughs> so ew, uh, I hate myself. I'm disgusting. Yes. Like I wouldn't want to be near me right now. Why with my significant mm-hmm. other? I used to like specifically avoid boyfriends on that week. So I didn't yeah. have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's when I feel like you're maybe also the most vulnerable like yeah. you need just somebody to just be like soft and kind and understanding and patient and and you need that extra like, tlc yeah. you know you're like and and then yeah it just compounds itself Dude, I, for sure. I will say there's this girl that i was friends with in high school and she told me this story about this guy she hooked up with in college and I still think it's hilarious. Um, it oh freaking cracks me up, dude. She, she's funny. She's nuts. But she went and hooked up with this guy for the first time. Never stayed over mm-hmm. his house before. Or his dorm room, if you will. Mm-hmm. And and stayed over 
she said she like woke up the next morning and he got up and like went to the bathroom and was like showering and so she gets up and she had like started a period on his bed doesn't know this guy okay? oh no oh. so she literally said she found a pair of scissors cut a hole in the sheets <laughs> around <laughs> it dude and then left and didn't say anything oh my god was like there's like, so he texted Swiss her. cheese the <laughs> shit out of my sheets. Dude, he texted her. He was like, "Did you cut a hole in my sheets?" And she said, "Yep." And then, and then that was it. That was there was nothing else beyond that. <laughs> Literally just cuts a hole and. <laughs> Is that not the best thing? I was like, that was the first thought that came into your mind. Oh, oh my god! Like, panic? Dude, panic. I'm just gonna cut it out. Not even, cut up. Not even like take was. the sheets. Yeah. It was like. Cuts a hole <laughs> around it and then just goes. I'm gonna have to take the evidence. Please. Take. <laughs> <That> <laughs> just, oh my god. That's is that not weird though? Because it isn't. Yeah, because you would rather just him be like, "Ew, what the fuck's wrong with you?" Yeah. Yeah. You cut Ew, a hole out of my. Did you get on my bed? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Oh my what? Oh. Dude, I did hear another podcast actually about oh this girl god. who like had a similar experience. Yeah. Where, like this guy she like barely knew or whatever. Like she started bleeding. And and then just took all the sheets and put it in her backpack and left. <laughs> oh my god. And apparently it gets worse. It gets worse. This girl, I don't remember from what podcast I heard it, but this she gets like there was literally a a murderer that they were looking for, the cops. And apparently she looked suspicious because of the time of night. No! And her sheets. Dude, literally her freaking sheets. They saw her sheets and the backpack. <laughs> And she had to explain it, so they brought her back to this guy's house. No, and she, and she had to show and showed the sheets. And bless her heart, though, the guy oh. apparently was like, the cop was like, "Do you recognize these sheets? You know, like, do you rec- can you validate this story?" Yeah, they're mine. And she's like mortified. Oh my, oh my god! god. And the guy is literally worst case scenario. A murderer. They're looking for a murderer, and this girl's got bloody sheets. And she's embarrassed about her period on some dude's sheets. And apparently, the guy was really nice and was just like, "God bless him." That's that's what we need. And he goes, "Do you know what this is?" And he was like, "Probably, probably menstrual blood." And like the cop was like, "Okay," but still, Uh, she said that they never hung out again after that. I was like, "Dude, I can't. I would never leave the house again, honestly." Date? Nope. Date? Nothing. Nope. Life? Nope. <laughs> I'm just gonna thing. stay inside. No, that's so <laughs> sad. But I just wish guys would be more understanding. I don't think I've ever had a boyfriend that was like super supportive about me being on my period. And I can't like say anything bad about Ian because he's, I've never been on my period. With oh, true. <laughs> never. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So like he probably, knowing him, would be amazing and wonderful yeah. and perfect. Yeah. But you, it, it's a big fear to be like, yeah. do I yeah. want to start my period with this guy that has never seen me have my period before and he, he doesn't he like be fully know what it entails you know yeah that's scary dude it is and i'm sure there's a lot of girls in that position oh Um, my gosh yeah and i've also heard worst case horror story scenario yeah about girls who meet and date their husband boyfriend on birth control and then they get off of said birth control to get pregnant Mm -hmm. and the hormones in the birth control have altered them so much they are no longer attracted to their significant other i've (gasps) never heard that before Mm, they are no longer attracted to their significant other once they're off the birth control oh that scares me oh that's interesting that's super interesting (laughs) 
that's horrifying to think about. And then I'm kind of like, do, do I, do, would I still want to have sex with Ian? <laughs> that's so weird. Of that's course crazy, would. But like still, how weird is it that the hormones can affect your body that much? That much. Yeah. And like, to be fair, Ian is vastly different than a lot of the guys I dated before I was yeah, on the IED. Yeah, and same. attraction it's isn't great. just looks. It's no, smell. it's not. No, no, I mean, like, yeah. like it's physical, a lot yeah. chemical. Attraction is, like, yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. lot of, like, different. Because, yeah. like, someone else's BO versus someone I'm, like, in love with. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, your BO's not bad. Not yeah, that bad. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Someone yeah. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, it's absolutely very true. Yeah. yeah. That's so To crazy. make sure that neither of us smell. And if he does smell, I'm like, I I feel that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, well, I've, I mean, I've definitely had exes where I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. But like, Alex gets done with like the gym, and I'm like, sorry. No, you still, like, you know, you're, like, you're attracted to that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. That is interesting. Oh, I've never thought yeah, about that. Isn't that horrifying to that think about? Mm-hmm. Because you mm. think about, like, it is altering, like, a huge part wow. of your primal yeah. anatomy mm-hmm. of attractiveness. Yeah. You know? Of, when like, I feel like we're all to in that um, time of our lives where our body's like put a baby in me yeah. and we're all like, mm. <laughs> like I can't walk through the target fucking section and see like a onesie uh, and you cry heaven forbid <laughs> I get invited to a fucking baby oh, shower I'm like no, no don't make me do it what's your reaction sorry what's your reaction to a crying baby in the grocery store I want to kill them because <laughs> up until recently, like, that was my reaction. But oh, now I'm no. like, oh. I'm very sympathetic where I'm yes. like, oh, like, you can't control it. Uh, you, you guys know? are going to yes. be good moms. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, no, no. And I think it's literally just like a hormonal thing. Because before I would be like, dude, you get a crying baby on a plane. Like, and you're like, dude, like, yes. Gone one bullet. Please. Yes. Like, right now, like, yes. fuck this. Yeah. For the next six hours, yes. nah. But now I'm like. You just, it's just a baby. They it's don't know. Yes. And, like, wow. and like you can't control, you know, and your baby is just going to throw a fit. And you're just a mom. You're trying to just get groceries for your family, you know. Like, But it is. That's, yeah. like, that's where your, your hormonal and your, like, and your instinctual things it's come over out. you where you're just, like, and I yeah. see a chunky baby leg and I'm. I'm more attracted to <laughs> My ovaries start babies. screaming. Yes. I'm, like, no. Yes. No. Yes. I mean, like, I get. <laughs> and that's fine. And that's fine. Like you know, like you know where you're at. I, I just like, know. Once in a while, I'm like, ah, that was kind of human-like. Good job. <laughs> but I'm not like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Uh, that's why I've never taken an interest in kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. ever. And like, my brother has two kids, and I like don't, I don't understand how to interact with them. I'm like, I don't know what they want. But like, the older I get, the more of a natural mm-hmm. instinct. I have, and I'm like, oh, maybe this would help. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know why. You're like, what about that guy? Well, that was how I feel. Are you like help? me? I absolutely still 100% have the problem where you are either treated as an actual infant or as a full-blown adult, and I cannot yes. figure out the in-between. Yes. I'm either like, oh, a little baby, like, really <laughs> squeezing cheeks, or I'm like cursing in front of you. There's not not an in-between. <laughs> like, I just can't. Me, yeah. I can't figure it out. Yeah. 
They you say know? treat it like you would an, a person. I'm like, okay, what's up? You want a you beer? Want a beer? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I can't do it. I do think I'm getting better. I think having a niece has helped a lot. Figure stuff out. Also, being a summer camp counselor, oh. wow, that puts you through the yes. ringer. But I think that made me want to have kids less. To be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those kids were just mean. Yes. And they're like, Dude, you. they'll say whatever the fuck they want. And, I worked at the like, Boys and Girls Club yeah. and taught swim lessons. And I have never been humbled harder than yes. like a six-year-old that wants to tell you exactly what they think about how you look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wow, you look really bad today. I once had a little girl come up to me and was like, hey, I need to tell you a secret. And I was like, huh? And she was like, you should really shave your armpits more often. <laughs> I was like, no. Go, yeah, go on, get. Like, I definitely, no. so obviously when I, the summer camp I worked at, I was a freaking horseback riding counselor. Like, I wore jeans and flannels and had my hair up every day wore cowboy hats right and then i was heading out on my night off to like go on a date with ian and one of the boys ran up to me he goes anna and i was like what he goes you kind of look like a girl today oh and my i was God. like cool great thanks You're thank like, you solid. thank thanks. you so much for Love like they're just and a hundred percent they were probably five or six kids at that summer camp that i will not be surprised if i see in the news as serial killers in 10 years oh my God. <laughs> like i just <laughs> It takes you back to bullying. Yeah, when you were a kid, and they point out yeah. all your insecurities. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm aware I have a big nose, okay? But every little fucking kid is mm-hmm. like, no. you have a big nose. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Are no, like, you trying to get freaking yeah. hit? <laughs> like acne. Like I had yes! one. I had one in the middle. Of every my single eyes. time you have a pimple. Yes. Oh god. And I was trying to cover it up with glasses, and I was Facetiming my nephew, and I took my glasses off. He's like. What is that in between your eyes? <laughs> I'm like, it's a pimple. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. And they always say, well, it's different when they're yours. And I'm like, how different can it no, really be? I don't think it is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We hope. Like, we it comes know. out of you and it's still insulting you. <laughs> different enough double somebody else's insult. head. I'm like, That's double the insult. Exactly. Different enough, I'm like, okay, I got to go home at the end of the day. I don't have to look at you ever again. But yeah. like, your small child is like, what? Like shit today, and you're like, you do too. You can't. Yeah. I'm like freaking great. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy that people are good. So there's this guy out of LA that has a, a YouTube channel called Soft White Underbelly, and for the last mm. week or whatever, I've been watching it, and he picks up people from Skid Row, which is like a homeless camp. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And Where is Skid Row? Skid Row it's is like the LA. homeless okay. Skid Row. It's like the cutthroat, like. Super no great. Yeah, yeah. Hotel Cecil. And there's oh, that's my it. favorite. Uh, Hotel Cecil is some some shit. Some fucked up shit. Well, he interviews real like prostitutes and drug um, drug addicts. Drug and addicts. Stuff. Yeah, and they're good, genuine people, and that's what's so sad. A lot of times, just like life circumstances, yeah. and yeah. like you just get caught up in that. Yeah, I like, and I love those those kinds of podcasts where you. Get into the, the raw of those yeah. things. Like, there's one that I listen to called This Is Actually Happening, and it goes super deep into just like crazy.
see fucking circumstances. Like, people kind of give you a little bit of the backstory, but it goes into a lot of, like, mental illness or just these insane circumstances that you never thought would happen. And then you're just, like, set up to deal with, you know? Yes. Um, and it's... Well, yeah. And in the age of some of them, there's, like, so young. 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 Uh, and it, one they, was, like, a 22-year-old oh, prostitute. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about dates and what's, what's great about the the host is that he treats them like normal people and That's he's like awesome. so where are you from how are you how did you grow up and it's really really interesting like how they you know soft white underbelly yeah yeah i'll have yeah. to look it up yeah and it, yeah add it to my repertoire yeah because i think it's huge you know there's such a stigma um and like these people just made poor life choices or like they're just where they're at because of that necessarily no, no, sometimes, sometimes it's circumstantial, or sometimes they're young kids who just don't have a home or don't have parents and have to go out on their own, and then, you know, yeah. get addicted to drugs, or they just have uh, to do what they can do to get by, yeah. and, like, regardless of somebody's circumstances <laughs> or, or where they're at, like, they're a person, mm. and they have life experiences that has brought them to something, and, like, just yeah. because their reality is different than yours doesn't make them less of a person. No. They just have, like, and I think that's huge that he yes. goes into it with, like, uh... Yeah. Um, your person, yeah, with, with compassion, yes. you know, and with just like humility, yes. and, and it's yeah. So, I can just imagine being someone in that situation and like getting looked past and ignored yes. and looked down on yeah. every single day, and having someone treat you like a real yes. human again. Yes, yeah. Here's the the other side of it, which is really great, is that when he finds these people, he always brings them back, and he always. So he gets money from this YouTube channel, yeah. but he, he helps these people. Oh, that's yes. awesome. so, oh, I so love that. When he brings them uh, in, that'll make me happier. Right. So <laughs> some right. of them I'm less sad. Some of them, like there was this one recently. She was 22 year old prostitute. She had two kids. Um, the baby daddy was in jail. Um, I think maybe he was one of her old pimps. Um, but um, she, but like a, yeah. But like months later, he filmed her again, and Did she you, was. She was off drugs. She was, um, she had moved to a better side of town. That's amazing. Yes. And he's helping these people. That was no, so awesome. So it's just cool to see. You're not one of those people. I no, am. I am too. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best. The only one She would just burn the outer layer, peel it off, eat the outer layer, and then burn oh, the yeah. and peel off the outer layer, eat it. Okay, well, I'm not a psychopath. Yeah, I was going to say, she sounds she like she was a psychopath. <laughs> just like Dee Dee Charcoal, apparently. She's always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to look up that podcast. I that sounds to, awesome. That sounds amazing. It's not, yeah. What it's, makes me sad is a lot of those women are like human trafficked. Yes. We don't think of it as that because mm-hmm. the way they get human trafficked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the reality is, they're human a lot of them are coerced by one person thinking it's like they do the Romeo thing. And then they get lost. Yeah. And then they get stuck in it. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so torn in between like. A lot of people want to, you know, like, sex work is real work. And, and yeah, you know, like, I want women to be able to, like, own their own bodies. And, and, and I don't think that's women all. should be the ones penalized. I think yeah. it's John. Yes. High, absolutely. The reality, I, the, and, like, the people that want that as a job, it's a very small yeah. Exactly. And that's where it's but. like, you don't want to, like, you don't want to discriminate against that. And you don't want to, like, I want women to be able to be empowered and do those things it's just a very small percentage of that that do mm-hmm. and why would john should be the one exactly yeah and it's just it's hard because i feel like there's a huge movement into like 
just owning sexuality, which I'm like, I'm here for, you know, whatever yeah. it is, owning your person and, and doing all of that. That's great. But, you know, how many of these women are doing it for like just basic stability, you know, to be able to provide for your two kids or to yeah. be able to pay your rent or to do those things. And how many of these women actually like, like there's a huge difference in strippers and 11 at Miami making six fucking figures dancing versus right. a woman who's having to prostitute herself out just to make, just to make ends meet, you know? Like, and I think that's just like, it's not like a one size fits all kind of situation. So yeah, you want to empower women, but like at the same time, like, are you empowering the women? Or are you empowering the people who are taking advantage of the women? Yeah. You know? Forever. Because what, like, the reality is, men play for sex, so. Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of like, well. There's another side to it, too, that a pimp was talking to, and he was like, yeah, back in the day, we could just slap a, a girl around, slap a, it's a bitch, slap a bitch around, and she knew when she was in the wrong, and so she, she wouldn't say anything. But nowadays, um, a girl, um, doesn't agree with us or, or goes goes against what we say and we hit her. She's on, you know, got the police on the phone immediately. Mm-hmm. Good. And Good for absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But it was an interesting perspective to actually see the other side to where he was like straight up. Now we're being held accountable. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. like granted, you're still taking advantage of women, mm-hmm. but like at least like they're not getting fucking beat in the process mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like. Another perspective is, like, I, I don't think my life's bad, but, like, I have bad days. And then yeah. there's Ooh. these people that are, like, going out. I had 15 dates today, which means they had 15 different sexual encounters. Yeah. And not necessarily wanting. No. No, no. None of them. None of them. I and had a book laying there. And she was, like, about this problem. This one problem. Came out of it. She's, like, the people you, I had sex with. There wasn't a single one in the middle of someone I would have chosen. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, yeah. it's like men with a lot of low self-confidence yeah. Yeah. for a reason. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. So, like, you're basically stuck with, like, it's a pretty nasty experience. Yeah, and I think there's a huge difference between, like, you have people who are escorts, you know, who are making more money than I could ever fucking imagine, and they get to pick their clientele, it's super exclusive, Mm -hmm. and these people are background checked, and they're making good money, and, like, they have a say of who they take as clients versus somebody who... Not the street prostitute. Who literally has no say, and who just has to take what they can get just to pay the bills, like... Yeah. I think that's where it's like, like it's glamorized like oh you know like it's absolutely glamorized and it's and I, bullshit it is bullshit there's, and there's I tell you we used to live with a girl <laughs> yeah no. we lived with a girl this who was at the crack house yeah this was at the crack house who would like have guys come pick her up and was like trikes you know the trikes you know oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in like the fucking trikes um, and she would like all of a sudden be able to pay four months of rent at once and yeah. like you know and like we all knew what was happening but nobody talked to her about it you know no because she want, probably and she just paraded her. around like she thought she was such hot shit like glamorized it like would post on Instagram about it like oh look what daddy got me today oh. uh-huh. yeah like it was fucked it was fucked and the thing is is that the more young girls see shit like that 
the more young, struggling college age girls are not gonna be like us and go sell plasma for sixty dollars. <laughs> They're gonna go be like, well, I can get a sugar daddy and fucking get yeah. my whole semester paid for. No, and I had a friend who, um, yeah. who was um, s- stripping because she would go to school during the day, but she also had a health issue, so it's like she would be exhausted. So she was able to go and strip when she felt good yeah. and she was able to do it and granted you know where we live there's no strip club so there's nobody local who's going to stop you or do anything right, right? right. so right. she would go and do that you know once or twice a week or whenever really she felt like it but she didn't have to go that often because she was yeah. making so much money she bought herself a new car she paid up all of her student loans and she was like feeling herself you know because she was like hey i work maybe once a week yeah. i can make anything that i want and i don't have to do all these things and i can still do my day life I can yeah. still go to school I can go do my degree yeah and but it catches up with you yes. like, yeah I think so too I mean I don't know I can't speak another. for everybody but I, I I do feel like it, it I mean if you weren't suffering monetarily is it something that you would consider doing yourself yeah yeah you know I, I don't mean? think so no I don't think so either oh I'm sorry but no you're fine um I just think that like if you were making a lot of money in another way that would be <laughs> Preferable. <laughs> and it's like her feelings are hurt. <laughs> By the way, we make these marshmallows. Um, my thing is like, okay, I I didn't start from anything, but I, you know, I'm like the military is is open to everybody. Yep. Ah, oh, that too, dude. Yep. Whenever people are like, man, I wish, I wish my 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 language arts degree was paid for. I'm like, well. There was an option. You had an option. Not that everybody needs to join the military to do it. Well, but there's also like a lot of military positions that still pay your bank account. You don't have to see active duty. You don't really have to do jack. But whether or not the military stopped vending machines and got paid the same amount as me. No, but I mean, like, regardless of my financial issues, like I've always been able to like find something and make it work or work hard or really budget or it may you know like always yeah. always no work, work my ass off maybe yeah. cry about it but another thing i didn't realize is like when prostitutes do it for so long that's the only work experience they have yeah so, so if they're 20 you can't put that on a resume something, either yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't have anything fucked. else they don't have any skills they're fucked because then they have to go to a mm-hmm. below minimum and then your body job. is gonna give out Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, your body's not going to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. Guys aren't going to find you desirable forever. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so that's their only option at that point. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, so it's, like, hard to get out of. It's, like, a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like you're objectified all the time. All the time. Your worth is kind of demoralized, too. So, mm-hmm. like, and then sometimes it's, like, chicken with the egg type of thing with drugs. Like, a lot of these women get into it, and then yes. they start doing drugs to cope with it. Yes. You know, I mean, there's the case where it's the other way around. Or you want to sit. Or that, too. Or you, you are doing drugs and then you want to pay for drugs, so you start doing it. But it's, it could be either or. Exactly. Either way, it just contributes to the cycle. Yeah, yeah. not even to like mention child prostitution and all the fucking oh, wow. other fucked up shit that. Dude, you guys need to follow. Um, do you know what OUR is? Mm-hmm. Our Rescue? Operation Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Ballard is the owner or like founder of it. He's badass. I really like him. But I think he puts a real good perspective you know, on politics because his perspective is, is very unique in the in the people, the children he saved. So a lot of things that happen politically, he's like, well, this is what how it'll be affected 
in this world, in like the underground world, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty cool to see. Like, yeah, that. it gives perspective. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of oh, people, yeah. like, when you think about who you're going to vote or whether you want to be d- Democratic or Republican or whatever it is, like, really, at the end of the day, it comes down to what you can identify with. Yeah. And if you have no perspective on a greater scale yeah. of, of what could be implications yeah. of things, I think it it's huge. And that's one thing. I just... I always want to try to keep an open mind because whatever I think, that that's just my life experiences and that's yeah. just what I've come to terms with and what I have, have had to deal with, yes. you know, the obstacles I've had to overcome. But that doesn't mean my perspective is the right perspective or the only perspective. There's people who have a completely different upbringing or life circumstances. So for religious views or political views, it doesn't matter. People's like perspective gives you just a greater understanding of the whole world. You're, right. you're one individual in, in a great big vast thing and yes. no two people are the same. So like, I wanna know as many perspectives, whether I agree with it, whether I don't, like I need to connect with people and have a yeah. different, like I wanna talk to people I don't agree with. Yes. And I wanna, I wanna sit down and have that conversation and come to an understanding. really be in touch with your fucking emotions when you work with mm-hmm. horses yeah. and you constantly have to be sitting there thinking I have to be positive and confident and happy or else they're not going to be positive and confident and happy mm. so we're going to just do that today yeah, like this fucking horse Sabino that has bucked me off 90 goddamn times mm-hmm. but he's always perfect with his owners I went into the arena with him today and I was like okay why? why? why is this happening? why is it happening with me? and today acted a lot more like his owners and I just talked to him and petted him and loved him even when he freaked out a little bit and get angry I was just like everything's okay guess what best fucking day we've had by far best fucking day we've had so funny yeah so that's the best thing about horses and that's the best thing about teaching people with horses mm-hmm. it's great it's therapy and anyone who says otherwise hasn't worked with them enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. How did you get into it though? Because you didn't grow up with horses. <laughs> I mean, I grew up going to a summer camp and playing with horses. And you like, knew <coughs> that I it. liked them. Yeah. My parents were scared. I had multiple friends growing up who got pretty severely injured. I had a friend who was a very high-level competitive um, eventer. Um, and if you don't know what eventing is, it's a three-day event. So you do stadium jumping, and then you do dressage, and then you do cross-country jumping, which is oh. crazy. Dude, so you're out on a grass track, and you're jumping, like, the biggest jumps imaginable, and none of them are breakaway. They mm. are solid jumps. That's scary. And mm. she was going, and her horse, he jumped over it, but his legs got caught on uh-huh. it, and he flipped over on top of her, and he shattered her pelvis oh. into 33 pieces. Oh, jeez. Um, and she ended up coming out of the surgery with more metal than bone in her pelvis, and she was in a wheelchair for four years and had to relearn how to walk. Oh, um, And God. she was 12. <coughs> Just 12. Yeah. Um, so after that, my parents were like, no. They were like on the verge of letting me do the lessons. Damn. <laughs> and my friend. Um, and then I got to college, and my parents said, "Oh well, you can have, you can. We'll help you pay for college, but it has to be a science major." <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> You're so funny. She said, and I always knew I wanted to do it, and I knew I wasn't like amazing at it, but I knew I had a passion. Well, you had to learn. That's all. I knew that I could potentially have like a niche. And at first, I thought I wanted to do med school and equine science. 
simultaneously because I wanted to be a, a horse therapy person. Um, and I wanted to do like actual physical therapy with horses mm-hmm. because that's what I did through high school. Yeah. Um, I volunteered at a hippotherapy place. I literally saw a kid in a wheelchair, nonverbal, oh. in three years go from wheelchair nonverbal to walking in a walker wow. and signing. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Wow. They just, the movement that they have, people can't replicate. Yeah. And it stimulates mm-hmm. nerves and muscles that humans cannot replicate in any other way. Yeah. And, Absolutely. and being able to be held accountable for someone who's nonverbal to like still have to be held accountable. He did amazing. And That's like, so cool. It's life-changing, and I wanted to do that. And I'd still like to find a place to, like, volunteer at, at least. I yeah. need to do that. You could have, you could honestly eventually own a place that does that, though. I could. It takes a lot of money, but I could. You'll get there. Yeah. You'll probably do. You'll get there. Yeah. You'll right. <laughs> get there. You'll get there. What do you owe you? But, yeah. Well, That's what I want. I just want to make people happy. Yes. I'm a people pleaser. You and me both. That's all that. That's good work, though. Like that's wholesome work that makes you feel good too. Yeah. Yeah. Fulfilling. Yeah. yeah. I think it is a little selfish because I definitely think I get a dopamine rush as much as they <laughs> As it should be, though. If that's your yeah. career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're Absolutely. so passionate. I love it. I really do. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it forever. I think eventually I'm gonna have to get a real job. But I'm gonna ride this out as long as I can. <laughs> it could transpire so. into something mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I could get my own facility, stuff would. Yeah. But until then, here we are. And I'm not complaining because I love it. No. That's awesome. Oh, wow. What's your why, Carly? Yeah, Carly. What's my why? Um, hmm. Um, I've always loved animals. Always. Mm -hmm. I don't know came out of the womb just like animals. loved animals anything everything I always wanted to be a veterinarian I just yeah. like that was kind of my I wanted to work with animals in some aspect um and that's what I came out here to do um and I think uh, a lot of that you know com- coming back to um I grew up with two brothers with special needs and mm. so I always had an empathy for um the less fortunate and I always just connected better with animals and the underdog and I and I loved that connection and that bond you can have mm-hmm. um influencing both people and animals through that mm-hmm. um I came out here to do vet school and and I love that and I worked at a vet clinic and I think you know for me I I couldn't keep up with the the vet school kids because they all were able to just do vet school, but I was trying to work and work with, you know, my school and everything. And I just couldn't quite, you know, not for the lack of like knowledge or ability, but I just couldn't keep up trying to pay my own bills and do school at the same time. And I was literally like handing out resumes because I was going to school and I need, I wanted something that would have work experience. You know, I had heard so many people who went to school but had no experience. I was like, I just want to do something with animals while I go to school. And I dropped up a resume at a pet cove, you know, and um, for, for washing dogs, you know. I can I'll wash a dog. Yeah. Easy, you know. And I ended up loving it. I ended up loving <laughs> the fact that I still got to work with animals. I still got to have a bond with people who had um, animals. And it, it, it was like the perfect fit. Um, and it's kind of just grown from there. I think I have a, a good sense of 
I'm a people pleaser, like, through and through, you know? I'm a perfectionist, people pleaser. I'm like, whatever you want, I'll do, you know? So naturally, I'm good at it. And, and I love, at the end of the day, you know, I still get to work with animals every day. And I, and I love that because it's just something I've always wanted to be a part of. Um, I think at, at my end goal, I would love to, because I had, you know, brothers with uh, severe... Um, disabilities or mental illnesses I saw what occupational therapies and and what hypotherapies and could provide you know I had a brother who was wheelchair bound you know non-compatible with life disorder you know like wasn't supposed to make it to a year lived 16 years but the fact that like we did a ton of horse therapy because he wasn't able to walk on his own but that was a huge part of being able to build muscle and I saw that combination of working with special needs and animals Mm -hmm. and that was my I was like that that's what I want I want to work with you know less fortunate or people who have a disability and be able to take that love for animals and combine them together so that for me is my ultimate end goal because you have like I said that instant feedback and you're able to people who can't relate with other people you know, your education systems and everything that goes into it, your social constructs, they're so isolated. You know, they're put into a special classroom. You're not allowed to really engage with your fellow peers and and they don't have that understanding either, you know? So I think it's super huge to be able to have those opportunities where those kids are never going to be able to efficiently communicate with kids their age but like you can put an animal kids with fetal alcohol syndrome or drug addiction or um you know down syndrome all of those things are so uh profoundly affected by the ability to use animals in therapy Mm -hmm. and I think that it is it's just a niche where these these kids are never going to get anywhere else and you can provide that for me, that's been my, my biggest thing. Like, I love working with animals and I love doing that, but um, you know, growing up with that, I just saw the lack of that and the lack of understanding. You know, like yeah. when I was in grade school, I had people come up to me and be like, "Oh, you know, your your brother's in a wheelchair because you guys abused him as a child." You know, no. and 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 they that's all they've just they've learned from their parents. Then there's just a lack of understanding, yeah. but. You know, that I, I always just had that extra empathy because I grew up with somebody who had life sacked against them and, and who wasn't supposed to live and who was able to defeat those odds. And so for me, it's that underdog and it's that ability for a sentient creature to kind of step into that humanitarian aspect that a kid is never going to get from their peers. Right. So yeah, that's awesome. my why. I want I want to be that bridge in between the less fortunate in the animal world Mm -hmm. and to be able to provide some sort of interim there to make lives better. You would be so awesome. So that's my why. That's my why. I I, I love animals and I love, I love people. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially the ones that don't have an advocate or who are going to kind of get lost in the shuffle of the day to day. I want Exactly. And then you don't need a voice yeah. with animals. You don't need a voice. You just need a kind look and, and an understanding that yep. a human's never going to be able to give you. Mm-hmm. So that's my wife. That's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I think you would be so good. I think no. that's amazing. Absolutely. Do you like working with your hands 
too. I do. I love the creative aspect. Um, yeah. That's good. I like the, there's, there's a science behind, you know, the chemistry of, um, you know, working with dogs and, and shampoo and pH levels and skin and also understanding, like, the uh, behavior of an animal. There's yeah. kind of, like, a training and, and um, an intuition that kind of comes with that, too. So that really, for me, um, it is a super fulfilling part of my job is yeah. that I can, one, work um, to educate clients and to, you know, I mean... Yeah, I've always been a, a people pleaser, and I want people to have the best service. You know, you want to get what your money's yes. paid for, oh, yeah. but, like, you also want people to care about your animal, and oh, gosh, yeah. I didn't know anything going into it, you know, but it's a continued education. I get to work with my hands. I get to be creative, and I get to um, educate clients, and then in the future, I'll, you know, if I have a sanctuary, I can rescue animals without a less fortunate, rehabilitate them, yeah. and then have them positively impact other people's lives. That's yeah. That would be so freaking cool. Yeah. That would be so freaking mm-hmm. cool. I love how sure of yourself that you are, that yeah, you know exactly why and what you want. Yeah. And I mean, like, like we were talking about earlier, like, life's not linear, you know? Yeah. Like, I've always loved animals. That's yeah. been a fact, and, and the blessing that I've been able to, like I always say, like, Taylor, my brother, was like, the most incredible miracle I've ever witnessed in my life. Like, yeah. not a lot of people get to say that they have, like, witnessed a miracle. And for me, like, it's so inspiring. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, it, um, going into it, I thought I wanted to work with, you know, I wanted to be a veterinarian and all of that. But working in the field, you know, I, it, it wasn't quite that niche. You can care for some of these pets, which I, I still do, not in a medical sense, you know, more in, in a cosmetic sense. But, um, you know, I still have that like intimate connection with clients and with animals and, Absolutely. um, mm-hmm. I'll be able to kind of carry that forward, you know, building your own business and then eventually when I have land and that's more of like a 10 year, 15 year goal mm-hmm. kind of Those are good things to have, moving yeah. into, because like you said, it takes money, it takes time, it takes space, mm-hmm. um, it takes certifications and therapy and all those things. Um, but I'm sure of it now because all of these non-linear points have just come together and and that's just made sense it just clicked Mm -hmm. those those two passions have come together and and that's why I'm sure because I have have kind of come upon it you know didn't seek it out it wasn't my original goal but it's become um a really huge blessing and absolutely in the fact that of my life lessons and of my experiences that I've been able to come to that so the fact that you're aware of that and you don't you're not hard on yourself because your path changed. Yeah. Like, you know, that's huge. huge. Yeah. It is. And I think that was like, and, and, and I'm not hard on myself now, but that was a huge, huge part of just being like, Oh, like, you know, I didn't go finish the degree that I thought I wanted to. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, dropped out of school and I like, there's a lot of your self-worth that kind of, you have to confront, you know, and be like, well, this is what I thought, but that's what I thought, honestly, like, because my life wasn't linear so much better because my life um path changed it steered me toward a much better and more fulfilling and more passionful um future and so and so that's why i'm sure and that's why i'm not upset not to say i wasn't in the past but like i've yeah 
it's led me to where I need to be. It is pretty so. amazing that you found a career where like all of your needs are fulfilled in the same way they would be in veterinary, but you also get the added bonus Absolutely. of having your own creativity. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. There's a lot of added things that come <laughs> mm-hmm. with the business that you're in that you yeah. probably wouldn't have been able to experience with veterinary, you know? No, absolutely. And I think that was the one thing too with working with veterinary is like the first euthanasia I saw was just somebody uh-huh. who just couldn't afford to do it and didn't want to be there for the euthanasia and so like having a dog surrounded by strangers is so scared and 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 put to sleep that was like I was like fuck like Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think I I don't think I can do that you know and I have such a soft soul that's why I can't volunteer at the Humane Society because I put in seven applications for adoptable dogs like I, I can't have like like I just I have such a soft soul like, Honestly, like, I'm, like, I'm like I just I'm like I already have a zoo you know like and so I can't like and and I want to take on everything all the time but no legit yeah absolutely Yeah, no, absolutely. And so that's where you got to kind of like step back and be like, okay, like if you're going to put yourself in a profession that you're constantly conflicted with, like this dog's either going to die or like you have to take it. I'm like, I can't, I live in like a three bedroom apartment. Like I just want to have space. So it's been the problem. Yeah, no, exactly. If that's why I said 10, 15 year problem, that sanctuary is going to be You can have just fine. 15 dogs if you have 15 acres. You Ex- know? Exactly. <laughs> so, no, absolutely. So, it's oh, led me in the right, right direction. But Yeah. That's well, my why. That. Morgan, what's your why? Yeah, what's I your why? I don't really know, and I think that's part of it. Like, yeah. I'm um, figuring it out. I'm figuring it out, and that's, and that's part of it, and that's the hardest part of it. Absolutely. Like, I don't know why I'm here, and, like, I don't know, I'm good at a lot of things, I'm, I'm good at most things that I do, but I, it, for me, it's not external, it's, it's all internal, and it's, like, I've always tried to prove myself, like, mm. prove my self-worth, and, and prove that I was good enough to do the things I, I dreamt of doing, and I think that that's, for me, that's part of it, yeah. and I don't know why. But, like, I don't know where to lead me, but part of it is, like, proving to myself and to other people, like, I can do whatever I set my mind to, no mm-hmm. matter how big or outlandish it is. Like, Absolutely. I can freaking do it. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, I think love, too, is, is a huge part of it. It's not even, yeah, it's, 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 it's love that coming from other people like mm-hmm. accepting love from other people that's not your family and, and loving yourself yeah. and just yeah. like yesterday it dawned on me I'm like wow self-love isn't isn't what I think it is self-love is is like doing things for yourself that you enjoy that you truly enjoy and I'm like I'm 20 almost 27 I'm just realizing this mm-hmm. like love you're, what, you're allowed to have fun, I'm, even with just yourself. You're allowed to have fun, mm-hmm. and and your worth isn't determined by everything that you do, and like just all these things that are so like foreign to me that I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I can be loved. Um, 
by myself. <laughs> I don't have to critique every single freaking thing that I do. Right. Like I can, I, I can be proud, and uh, I know that seems odd, but because no. mo- you guys have those things, mm-hmm. but I don't, and so that's kind of a thing. Like, wow. I think one of the hardest things to learn, and one of the best things that helps you figure out your why, is reminding yourself every single day. That your self worth is not what you do. Yeah, it's just who you are. Yes, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, you still have worth even just by existing. Yeah, and waking up every day. Yeah, and being a normal human. Yes, that's hard. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. have to go out and be a superhero. No. No. You don't have to save the world every day. No. You know, you don't have to have one of these insane professions like being a firefighter or right. doctor or anything like that. Right. Everyone has. A cog in the big wheel of the world. Yes. And even just by existing, you're affecting things and changing things, and you're enough. Yeah. And enjoy, enjoy what you're doing, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that is loving life. That's the key to it. Just doing, like enjoying it. Like Mm -hmm. literally, s'mores. I love s'mores. Enjoy (laughs) it. And being mindful. Mm -hmm. Like I was in the grocery store last night. I'm like. This trip, I'm gonna make it different. I'm gonna go to the store and pick things that I fucking love eating, yes. like spaghettios. <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's that's love. That just enjoying things. Mm-hmm. And I know it's kind of sounds silly, but no, I don't have a real why, and I, I don't. My upbringing, like I always had things. I, the materialistic part of it was there, but the emotional part was not there. Mm-hmm. And that is like left this hole that is just like, you know, you're unable to fill that. It, no one else can fill that. Mm-hmm. No matter how many people I try and date, I'm so unhappy. And I'm like, it's within me, and I need to figure the fuck, like, figure it out because yeah. just that, just finding happiness within yourself. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like what uh, we were talking about yesterday too, where you're just like, you know, I realized that like, I don't want to work. Like I want to spend time and I want to do things that make me happy, you know? And, you know, as a workaholic, you know, like I, I've found (laughs) something that I love that, that I can also work and makes me happy. But like there, there's also times where you're working so much at something that you love that it yeah. can also take away. So, like, and it, it's huge. I think the fact that you're sitting here being, like, it's me, it's myself, so it's my me. life, that <laughs> yeah. is something, like, that most people never look inwardly and figure out. And yeah. then they get so later on in life and they're like, why am I so fucking unhappy? Yeah. Why am I so unhappy? I chased all these dreams and I did all these things. Yeah. And why am I not happy? Because yeah. they never took the time to sit with themselves and do the things that truly outside of, of, of what your work is or what it is. Like when at the end of the day, regardless of what I did for the day, when yeah. I sit and look in the mirror and think about who I am and, and who I've surrounded myself with, am I happy with that? Yeah. And that's huge. And I'm so proud of you for that. You. Because not exactly. a lot, uh, most people in but life will never get to that point. So the fact that you... 70s, 80s, that 90s. Still, yeah. yeah. haven't figured that out. Yeah. yeah. And that's their biggest life regret is that they sat down and they're like, I didn't do the yeah. things I love and I never figured myself yeah. out. So okay. kudos to you for being able to look inwardly because at the end of the day, the hardest work you're ever going to do 
It's not a job. No. It's it's not anything. It's the work you do on yourself. Yes. That is the oh. hardest work you're going to yeah. do, but it's the most worthwhile work yeah. you're ever going to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, your common theme, too, is, like, every time I talk to you, you're uplifting women. Women. Hell, yeah. You're yes. empowering women. Like, this podcast right here, yes. right here now. You are uplifting women, and part of that, you're uplifting yourself. Like, yeah. you are yes. having other women look inwardly, and you're looking inwardly on yourself. And, like, I love maybe that. that's your why. Yeah. You, you're loving yourself and your ability to love other people and have other people love you. And that's a pretty yeah. fucking cool why. Yeah. I don't know give a fuck about yeah, dogs but no. like you love yourself and you love others yeah. like that's a huge why yeah. Yeah. you know you taught me boundaries too like yeah. i never really understood because i'm a people pleaser too yeah and i never really understood how to like install boundaries it's in myself but, yeah but watching you do it yeah mm-hmm. i had a lot of respect for it like i was never it's offended hard. by any time you were like i need boundaries or space yes. or whatever it was it's hard. i was more impressed in I fact like, you kind of look at yourself and you're like fuck I exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. but for real, like I was like, yeah. boundaries. Like, there's people I just don't want to spend my time with. Yes. Just be Energy vampires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just get tired of yeah. tired yeah. of feeling a certain way, and you're like, I am fucking done. Yeah. And, and it's you're like, crazy. My entire life. I mean, like most of my life, I thought I was a, an insane introvert. No. I tell you, like hanging out with people like you guys lately, yeah. I very quickly realized. I'm not an introvert. No. I just haven't been hanging out with the right people. Yes. Yeah. And feeling and like my battery out. is drained is mm. not the fact that I'm an introverted person. Right. I've been craving connection yes. and affection from friends. But when you're hanging out with the wrong people, yeah. you do get drained. Yes. Because you're having to pretend and you're having to fake it. And you're having to force, oh, I'm perfect yes. and happy and lovely and my life is so good. You can't speak your mind. No. Yeah. And yeah. it's not yeah. okay. Right. Yeah. It's hard to be an adult and set those boundaries and be like, I don't think you're a good fit for my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm, it's yeah. nothing against That's you. Exactly. It's who you are. Dude, and the fact that you can inspire Dude. that in other people, like, Seriously. don't underplay that because no. it's just hard. Like, I want, I want to tell you that behind the scenes is so fucking hard. Like, mm-hmm. it's so fucking hard. I just cut off my parents. Yeah. Like, when you're so sick of someone's bullshit that you're like, I don't want you in my life, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, some serious. And like, yeah, I love, I love boosting other people because, and, and women specifically, because there's so many things that my own family made me feel like I was not capable of. Like, you're never gonna be that. You know what? I will be. Just to show you that <laughs> watch I me, watch exactly. me. And, that's like that's so empowering and, and there's so many people like that that we're raised in these traditional households where yes. you're supposed to be yes. this housewife and that's all you're gonna be yes and all you're gonna be no offense to anyone cutting hair but like all you're gonna be is like a beautician or doing makeup and like mm-hmm. there's so much more life and like so much more purpose than that yeah. yep and the fact that you're taking the courage to help other people fill a hole that yes. you have in your life yeah and the fact that you are teaching people things that it took you longer than you wanted yes. to learn mm-hmm. that's fuck. pretty fucking amazing yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and to all those other people who are in that same situation who who might hear this and who, who nobody's ever said this in their life where they've been surrounded by people who've been fed the same exact narrative and who are stuck in, stuck in that exact cycle yeah. hearing that 
might just be enough for somebody to step out and be like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, I'm more than yeah, that. Yes. I, I deserve more than that. And I can be whatever the fuck I want to yes. be. That's yes. huge. Yeah. That's huge. And your, your family, yeah, you're born to people. But your family can be chosen. Yeah. This yeah. right here. Absolutely. This yeah. is supportive. This right here is what people like. I Like, I needed that. And I didn't have that Absolutely. at all. Yeah. And so, like, now that I'm getting that, it's it's even hard now to, to hang out with you guys because I'm like, do they like me? Even now. <laughs> even now. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, oh, my God, it's so important to have that support system. You, you guys mm-hmm. add on. You add to, to my life so much you don't even realize yeah you add seriously to our lives. absolutely no, dude. yeah Holy no shoot. absolutely and it, it's dude the way that life comes full circle like that too like through the thicks and the thins and it, it yeah. is so rewarding at the end of the day to like be able to take a deep breath and have a situation like this where you're honest and vulnerable yes and you get that that fulfillment that you've been wanting and needing and like you said regardless of the different backgrounds that we have or where we came from or what it is like there are people that understand you and want to uplift you and and you surround yourself with people like that you are who you surround yourself with so yeah like you want to uplift people surround yourself with people who uplift people and I think that's just that's huge and for a fucking while like gold medal freaking take the freaking cake because that's huge most people never have that Yes. And most and, and, and a lot of people are so scared to look inwardly because it's the scariest fucking thing they'll ever do. So oh, they just will yeah. never. They'll they'll blame the outside experiences or whatever it is. But to be to be trying to somebody to put you in a box and have your upbringing and people who doubt you and and try to break you down, and then to just wipe the slate c- clean and make it what you want. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fucking superpower. <laughs> I like, but like. Hats off to you. That's huge. Yeah. And like I, I I hope you know how impressed I am and how proud I am of you for doing oh, that because that's oh huge gosh, that is sure. so huge yes and like I cannot commend you enough for that that's like I'm well, you're beaming for yeah. you that's awesome thank you yeah you're that's really awesome to like being self-aware about like not even self-aware but like aware about more like people going through shit mentally like I you know I was pretty ignorant to it and like I still am ignorant to it and I acknowledge that and so it's it's like nice knowing from like what perspective to look at it or at yeah. least in what way to, to to approach situations that was huge for and me that's so big yeah, yeah. I don't know because that's the hardest as somebody who also struggles with a yes. lot of depression yes I totally understand Dude. that impulsion to just start to blow up and shell it and, and distance and distance yeah. and shut down yeah and being able to overcome it and like force yourself to go to those social situations yes. like force yourself to be put out there like force yourself to try and make connections and feel something again put a smile on it is hard Dude, it's so fucking hard <laughs> it's so hard and i still like every two or three weeks every once in a while i'll look at you and i'll say i don't want to i want to do that yeah and just want to sit at home and i want to be by myself yeah and he'll look at me and he'll say you have to you know you have to. Yeah. Because you know that once you're out there, mentally you're going to feel better. Yes. It's so hard yeah. <laughs> to get to that point, yeah. to be able to force yourself to be like, this is a good group of people that I trust and I love, and they always make me feel better. And even when I want to shut down, I need to force myself to go be there yeah. and go do the thing. Yeah. Well, socially, you're like 
I don't know, mental illness is, not even mental illness, but just, like, people, like, when you're going through fucking hard shit, it's always just, like, put a, you know, put a smile on, go out, do it, and you're always just, like, expected to put on a persona as, like, yeah, nothing's wrong, I'm totally fine, but, like, when you have people who are genuine, those good friends where you know you can show up and just be, like, I'm having a fucking bad day, and they're there to, like, cast you when you fall, Yes. those are the situations you want to show up for, because you're, like, you know... These are the people, no matter how fucked up my day has been, <laughs> no matter where I am mentally, like, if I go, I know I'm supported by people yes. who, are, who are going to love me no matter what. Yes. yes. And it's hard to weed those people yeah. out. It's hard to know, you know, because yeah. a lot of the time, it's just, it's, it's an overwhelming task, but it is, it is key. I think it's huge mm-hmm. to be able, and to be able to be vulnerable yeah. in, in a world that's prided on having, like, the most perfect Instagram We're, like, having real, shit together. Yeah, having your shit together all the time. <laughs> Ain't nobody got their shit together ever. No. So, oh my God. The, the hardest part about mental illness is cognitive distortions. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that like meaning that at any given time, all these people that I know that I love and that support me and I know that they love me, I will completely like flip it around to where like no one loves me. Like I am alone. And I like all these things to an extent that I have to put pictures on my wall and look at the people that I love and when I'm having a hard time I'm like like I have to separate myself and and have a visual these people love me yeah cognitive dissonance yeah absolutely hearing about it though it's crazy for me because like not like I just I've been blessed enough where I haven't had to struggle with a ton of that you know but like it gives me so much perspective where I'm like you're like literally battling your own brain I'm telling you I'm like my brain does what the fuck I tell it, so yeah. it's hard. Like, that sucks. Hard. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine every day mm-hmm. waking up and having to like literally battle yourself, and then and then the and then the, and the world, and be yeah. yeah, and like be a normal society, normal person, <laughs> or, yeah, right. and be loved by someone that doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. And like dating is hard because it's like I I feel like I've done so much educational research on mental health that I'm so aware of other people too. Now that you you. I go on dates and things, and I'm like, this person has no idea what mental health is. <laughs> like, yeah. I understand. And if that. I try and explain my mental health, they're gonna think I'm a fucking nut. So you're like, fuck that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's so many out there. Yeah. Who's gonna be the person yeah. that you're able to? But, I tell yes. her it's gonna be someone who's like, unconditionally patient, right? And just loving and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I I went. I, a year and a half, two solid years before I like really opened up to Ian about mental health stuff. Yes. I regret every second that I didn't say it sooner. Oh. Knowing the person he is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, now you didn't know going into. It. I know, right. and that's the scary thing is you have to pretend like everything's okay at first, and then you're like, oh, I, I actually really can't trust you. Yeah. And you're not going to judge me, and you're going to yeah. support me. And now I super openly can be like, I'm super depressed today, and I physically can't get out of bed, yes. and I need you to help me. Yes. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's really cool to have somebody yes. on your side, yeah. and they're out there. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is they don't have to be perfect right away. Yeah. If they see your potential and who you can be, yeah. it's going to be worth it to them to help you push through those situations. Absolutely. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. I was like... So Morgan says, he's like, I don't believe in soulmates, but I believe in 
people being together long enough that you become each other's soulmate. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's not until you really know each other that you're like actually soulmate. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too. Because I think it's it's impossible to like meet someone and be like, oh, love at first sight. Be like, oh my god, no. you know me. Yeah. It's just it's not true. No. It's just not. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's it's the more that you get to know and understand someone and like be able to connect with them on a different level yeah. and have hard conversations like this yeah. mm-hmm. with someone. And then be okay with it. Yeah. That's when you know that you're reaching soulmate status. Yeah. yeah. When you can truly be vulnerable with somebody, somebody and you're you like can authentic. Literally yeah. bring up any situation in the world, and you could literally, I could look at Ian tomorrow and say, you know, something insane. I'm, trying to think <laughs> I'm gonna I, go kill this fucking cow that I work with. Right. Like you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you I, I could say, or heck, I could even wake up and say, Ian, I, I don't feel good, and I think I might commit suicide tomorrow. And Ian would fucking work with me. Yes. He would take the day off work. He mm-hmm. would sit down. He mm-hmm. would talk with me. We would work things out. No matter how hard it gets. Yes. No matter how stressful it gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just about finding the person that's willing to put in the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that goes to friendships, thing. too. Not even oh, just yeah. relationships, yeah. but friendships. Yeah. Oh, my Friends God. were like, yeah. dude, that was, like, legit this morning. I was just like, yo. Like, I talked to Andy, and I was like, man, and they are like, I'm having, like, a really bad morning. You know? Yeah. And I talked to Christina, too, and I was like, dude, listen, like, I'm just having a really bad morning. Like, I need a girl's day. Like, I'm really upset with Alex. Like, I just need, like, the emotional connection. Like, I just need that. And, like, here we are. Like, people people show up for you, you know, when you're, like, when you need it, you know. But I think a huge part of that battle, too, like, internally is not wanting to feel vulnerable and not wanting to share that versus that battle. Like, you need, you need it, but you don't want to be weak. So, like, that, that balance of finding, like, hey, listen, like, being able to finally just be, like, I need help. Like, yeah. I need somebody. Yeah. Like, I just need, like, tonight. Like, I just need a freaking s'more and my girlfriend's <laughs> and, a bo- like, a glass of wine, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Versus, like, you know, like, last night, like, I was very upset. And yeah. I sat and watched freaking Morty and was very sad. And mm-hmm. I just didn't even, I didn't even ask. Like, I didn't yeah. ask for help and I was sad in this morning. I was like, you know what, I need to make an effort to have yeah, that and like once you once you're able to communicate that like that the world's your oyster yeah. and the people will fall in place and yes. you will find people who will be there for yes. you but and I wish I, wish society would understand and accept the concept of soulmates not always being yeah. love yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah be totally platonic yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I 100% know that I have friends that are soulmates yeah. Yeah. yeah, I 100% know that there are friends who, sorry, I would love more than Ian yeah. most days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's hard because a lot of times society, like, tries to make friends a super, like, surface level thing. Yes. And it I know, but I shouldn't do that. I can't either. And that's why this group is so freaking amazing. Yeah. Because we, I feel like we all are so good yeah. at understanding that we don't we can love each other so deeply so profoundly have big deep conversations be the soulmate level connection that a lot of us need yes Mm -hmm. and uh, i 
am a firm believer that you should never get all of your emotional needs from your significant other uh-huh. or your partner ever. It's unhealthy. Yeah. 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 You need to have other relationships yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. And being able to have relationships that are this deep, yeah. other than your soulmates in your life, only makes you a better person. Absolutely. It only makes sense. you grow, develop, understand, be open to more. With other women. Because, like, Hell the yeah. toxic person in my life is my mom. So women... Yes. When I when I moved out of the house, it was so hard to make close relationships with women that weren't like her. Mm-hmm. And so most of my friends were people who I couldn't, I had to constantly, like, put a buffer. Like, I couldn't speak my mind. It, it, that's unhealthy. That's toxic. Mm-hmm. And so, like, most of my close friends are, are very toxic people. So it's nice to be around people who are, like, genuine and honest and, like, you can speak your mind and... You know, it's open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're not like, worried about offending people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't until the freaking Navy that I was friends with girls either. Mm-hmm. You know what That's I mean? Hard. I was like surrounded by boys. I was like, yes. what is really <laughs> right. suck? Christina, what, Christina, what's your wife? Yeah, I yes, want to know yes, what your wife yes. You thought you were going to skirt past that. I saw you were there. I don't know either. I, I don't know. I, well, I mean, I guess I, I do a little bit. Like, I'm like, you're empty. Like, my wife from a Christian perspective, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very much, like, a lot of my fulfillment. Like, I don't... I'm a, I mean, I guess I'm very lost in that way. Like, I grew up Christian, and, and it wasn't until I moved down on my own, found it myself. Mm-hmm. You know? Had my ups and downs, fell on and off that wagon. But it was... It's. I've never doubted for a second... The purpose of my existence, which is a godsend, especially like knowing and understanding people who lack fulfillment yes. and like understanding that that's pretty debilitating. Absolutely. Yeah, or like not having a purpose. Um, and I've always felt like very much like from a Christian perspective, okay, God is intentional throughout the entire Bible. Everything He did, every word He said, every number He used is intentional. And that alone is like if he thinks about those very those very very small details, like my life in general is a is a massively intentional. And I'm here in this specific time. You know, everyone's like, oh, I wish I was born in a different time period. But I'm a firm believer that like I am here in this time period for a very specific reason, and so is everybody else. And it's like what knits the fabric of this meta narrative that I I don't have perspective on. It's outside of my vision, but. Like, I've never been like, there's no reason for me to be here, you know? And I'm blessed because of that, 100%. And I, but I believe the same for everybody else. I believe that everybody is here at this time, in this place, very intentionally because of your individual specific gifts, your uniqueness, like your individual purposes, um, your experiences that make you who you are. So, in general, like, I've always felt a lot very confident about, um, the reason I'm here. I don't know what the reason is per se, but I know I'll, I'll eventually come into it. I will say though, based off of that, I always feel like I need to prove myself. Yeah. I, get, I get that mm-hmm. perspective a thousand percent. Like there's never been a time where I'm like not trying to be an overachiever. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, if I die and I don't achieve the ultimate version of my my personal self, I'll feel like a failure, which isn't great. You know? Right. It's probably built, built into you know, feeling like my, my mom is hard to please, you know. So, individually, I'd like to, to achieve as much as possible. Yeah. Um, that being said, I hope I do it in a healthy way. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. 
I would like the girls in high school to eat their freaking words. So, fuck you, Mr. Scungio, wherever you are. But, <laughs> anyways, not to be toxic about it. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel very much like, I don't know, some freaking girl in high school was like, I told her that I wanted to go or be pre med, and she was like, Really? My mom and I think that you got, you should just be, you should be like a whitewater rafting instructor because of your free spirit. And I was like, fuck your free spirit, Alexa, because that doesn't pay my bills. <laughs> so ever since then, I was like, being a whitewater rafting instructor, even though that would be sick. <laughs> so. You're too smart for yeah, I yeah, yeah. I feel like I am. I'm like, oh, you are too capable. Yeah. Dude, well, the thing is, though, like, everybody, I just, I think everybody has a little bit of imposter syndrome. I do. Everybody does. Everybody, everybody, everybody does. Everybody does. Everybody does. So who am I to not try my hardest to get where I want yes. to be? Where, when everybody else is feeling the exact same way. You, you know can achieve saying? whatever you want. That's what I'm saying. Yes. I'm like, I'm gonna try to go to fucking med school because yeah. why not? Because no, money, no, not. Yeah. money is irrelevant. Irre- That's what Morgan says too. I'm like, it's it's literally irrelevant, and maybe it makes a massive impact on my life, but I'm gonna figure it out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna figure that yeah. shit out. And you've always been very con- like you're the most um, intentional person I think I've yeah. ever met. Thanks. And you're very yes, self-aware try. of your yeah. health and and oh, yeah, and the knowledge yeah. and the <laughs> empowerment that comes from that. Like yes. you you and and you're very. Um, um, convicted and I love that you you are passionate and so sure of that and that comes across in the way you treat people the way you you pursue your future and I think that you know you've always loved health and you've loved informing people and, and being and even at, at times when and people disagree you're like I have the facts I have the the knowledge and you know so what so yeah. i think pre-med for you spot on Thank you. spot on because <laughs> you're in, you're intelligent you love health you love you know and you love the new people exactly yeah. and so like what what a better way to to go into your why of like mm-hmm. you're so conscious of that and to be and we've had so many conversations about Probably. so many <laughs> so many conversations <laughs> but like you're so patient <laughs> no but like but i love that because you you've helped me grow as a person and be more conscious of those things and and it is a lack of um especially with doctors and especially Dude, with the medical that. profession where they go and they're like, oh, big pharma. Like, let me, like we were talking about earlier, yes. birth control. Like, yes. oh, let me provide Take you a pill. Yes. Prescribe for the oh. But it's like, okay, are you, are you addressing your mental health? Are you eating healthy? Are you yes. being active? Like none of, like everybody just completely ignores those basic factors. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and you've been a huge advocate for that. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. pre-med yes. for you, spot on. Absolutely that. spot on. And the world I needs more doctors like that. They yes. do. The world needs more doctors. Yes. I think it's going in that direction. Yes. Whole uh-huh. health. Absolutely. Yeah. And not just taking a freaking pill to solve all your issues. Yeah. And as a woman, too, I think it's huge. So yes. It's, yeah. I, I know you're going to excel at whatever you set your mind to. Yes. But also being, like, a biblical mentor, too, mm-hmm. for other people. Like, myself, too. Like, you taught me so much just watching you mm-hmm. in oh, your relationship, thanks. too. But, like, the way you're guided through life and how your values guide yeah. you, you yeah. know, and how you, 
Yeah, you have a good foundation. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. It's been like a long, you know, I, I like to try to be aware of what I struggle with. I think that's the hardest thing is like knowing what it is that you're like bad at. Mm-hmm. I know there's some things I'm bad at. Like, I know I get caught up in gossip, 100%. I know I initiate it. I know when I freaking and focus on one thing, I'm like, this person sucks, and this is why, and I'll talk about it all day and all night. And so this is, you know, I don't know. It's been a long time coming. It's been a, a work in progress, and I'm trying. Maureen's been a massive help, especially with our individual relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like I really can't take credit for a lot of it, you know? But, like... Yeah. If that's the one of the things that challenges you, I mean, you're on the right track. You though. are yeah. trying. You're yeah, very, very good trying. and objective at looking at yourself. Yes. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, well, I just feel like, and I really admire that. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. I just feel like practicing what you preach is probably yeah. the biggest is the yes. biggest um, way to make an impact. Yeah, I don't know. Just yeah. even, even in general, you know yeah, who I mean, you are, and, and I yeah. try. I know I'm not exceptional in things, but like I don't know. Like even even like. Training, volunteering. I'm like, people need to, to give more money or tithe more. Like, if this is a cause you believe in, then donate or like work with it. And I was like, you're not doing jack shit. So <laughs> maybe you should get out there and do mm-hmm. something. Yeah. You know, like little things like that. Yeah, well, but you trying. are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 And that's why I go yeah. back to like your your conviction. Like, yeah. it speaks volumes. Like that's through all. and through, that's every time. Like you, sure. like you do. You practice what you preach. You mm-hmm. do. And, and I think that's. That, that speaks to your leadership you. uh, qualities. Like, I can't absolutely. internally say I am naturally convicting, though. You know, like it's definitely no. Like, but the like, the God, like the thing you know, the but. thing that people try, you make an intentional effort at something. Like, I think that I think that goes so much further than just being like innate at something. Yeah, like, you just be good at something. But like the things you put the most effort into always go the extra mile. Yes. That always speaks to the volumes. You should be exactly good at something all the time. Say. You can always be, it, that, and that's easy. It's yeah. easy to be, because that comes natural. But the things you put the effort and the intention and, and you follow through with, those speak volumes. And that, that speaks yeah. to your fucking character. A hundred percent. So I think yeah, like your why of, of, yeah. And the fact that you don't take credit for it, you give credit to God is like, I feel like amazing. the reason why you're so fucking blessed. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, yes. I'm nuts. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> like, maybe not nuts, but I like, I don't know. I've been, I have a lot to be grateful for. That's another thing I've been practicing too, is like appreciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been doing some more and says that. <laughs> I know you know you get caught up with certain things you get annoyed at and what was it someone said something like uh your blessings become your burdens if you let them yes. and I was like ooh that's a good yes. because ooh. think about it like there's relationships in your in your life that you feel burdened by like and or like you know yeah. and you or school I'm burdened by or like my job oh that's good you know what I'm saying yes. and your blessings become your burdens yeah. so I've been trying to wake up and like Morgan says affirmations, and so I've been trying to do little affirmations where just like I love that. Yeah, well, it's such a good reminder because I get so you're I'm like easily irritated, mm-hmm. and I know it, you know. And I'm like, well, how do I try to not be that way? And mm-hmm. you said something the other day in the car that made a huge stood out to me was when you were talking about how you and Alex like try to take stock of each other's like chores. Yes. I was like, Morgan, I do that too. Ugh, me, I you do that right, too. and I'm like, you know what? That's a your perspective was awesome. Like, it was like, shoot, I need to do better at that. Mm-hmm. So just, like, lately I've been waking up being, like, oh, my God, like, 
I recognize that everything in my life doesn't belong to me. It's not mine. My finances aren't mine. My body's not mine. Like, you know, like nothing is mine. It's all a blessing mm -hmm. and a gift, and and I need to treat it accordingly by being like a steward of it. Yeah, you know, like how do I leave it better than I found it? Absolutely. And that's really hard to do, but like, not like being appreciative mm -hmm. is a game changer for real. It's like, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know. Things get hard. They do. Okay. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I went to, I think it was when I, I was bringing you a Valentine's Day gift, and I was putting it in your room. You were so cute for that. I still have it. Um, <laughs> and I was putting it in your room, and I went to go set it on your desk, and I, like, looked down, and I saw that you had things you were grateful for, oh. things you wanted to do better that week, yeah. and, and things you wanted, and the things you wanted to be intentional for, and I was oh, like, I love that fuck like <laughs> no but that wasn't that was an active weekly thing that you sat down and said this is these, these are like and this is even before like a year ago you know where you were like these are my blessings in my life and and you had written down uh things you wanted to do to uh make other people to be intentional with other people mm -hmm. and and I just sat there and I was like <laughs> what a fucking beautiful human being. Are you, yeah. As you bring me a Valentine's but you meant to see that. <laughs> but I was. I went to set it there and then I set it on yeah. a different thing because I like I didn't want to like in, encroach that. But I mean I was just like, wow. Like and that and, and that to me spoke so much to your character because I was like, this is somebody who sits down and is so grateful and super intentional every week and all the time in every single interaction. And I and 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 it makes you self-reflective. It was like, this is a selfless person. This is somebody who, mm -hmm. like you said, always strives for greatness. You want to, you know, you want to achieve those things. And you achieve those things by, one, reflecting on yourself. But how can I also uplift the people yes. around me? Yes. And that was, that was a huge, yeah. huge, yeah. Like, yeah. like I've always known that, but that was just like literally physical writing on, on your planner, <laughs> on your weekly planner, on your desk, where I was just like, and, and here's proof of <laughs> reason yes. 974 why I love Christina because because that is and I like that's so huge I, and it, like I said I can't speak enough to your character but you're convicted you. and you're intentional mm -hmm. and well, I really and it shows because I was super um, self conscious and my body I hated my body hated it and I started doing that because of a, a video I saw on Instagram it was like some girl like looked in the mirror would only say positive things about herself even if she didn't feel them she would try to pinpoint it say it and I literally like tried to stop looking at Instagram and I started writing things intentionally that's so good yeah it was massive though it was wild how quick it changed my perspective so that's really cool that you saw that though because it was like seriously like a self-help like it made me feel way better about myself and then I was also focusing on like I think I would like write very specific things. Like, I'd be like, they were very specific. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, like I'm gonna tell you were, Austin a compliment today. Yeah, or <laughs> you were like trying to be an, intentional with Macy and patient, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and and just things in like personal relationships, and that's huge, and and especially with like self love too. Dude, you know, like massive. loving yourself, you you have to like coming back to that, you have to yeah. love yourself in order to uplift other people, and yeah. those can sometimes be yeah. intertwined. But the more you it love yourself, hard. the more you you know. You speak positive things about yourself. You see positive things in other people, yes. and you want to. It becomes 
a super positive vicious cycle Seriously, you know though. like where it's just like I love myself and I love these other people and you you invite positivity into yeah. your life and it multiplies and, I, and it's huge that's so funny that because I seriously would like everyone is so self-critical like I think yeah. we can all say mm-hmm. we're all very self-critical and that mm-hmm. was like what I was struggling with I would literally write out everything I did good that day mm-hmm. and it was it's like sounds so tacky but no, literally I would be to. like yeah. critical of, of it when I was writing it yeah. like I'd be like oh okay you did this good but in my brain I'd be like Christina but you also like very like harsh when you're in your delivery or you weren't as kind as you could have been mm-hmm. or like you know and I would just be like no you're only gonna write the good things mm-hmm. so I'd write the good things out be like, okay well you did this this and this mm-hmm. and then for the next day I'd be like you are going to do these things yes. you know what I mean yes. yeah I think you and those need to give yourself yeah. more credit I appreciate absolutely it. because you just sat there and said well my brain does everything I want it to <laughs> It's true, I guess it it's does. A, it's a learned habit, though, but, but the more, the more positive, yeah, yes. the more positive you try to be, the less intrusive those negative thoughts yes. start to become, you know? You're putting in the work to make sure your brain does Dude, what that's you hard. Do. Yeah, Dude, absolutely. I know, I know you, you know it's hard. credit no. for that. Seriously. Yeah, and I started doing that, too, in meditation in the morning, just being like, okay, like, these are the good things I, I did, these are the good things I want to do, right. and, um these are things I would like to do this week that for other people, which yeah. is completely unrelated to myself. This is what I want to do for other people. This is what I did for myself. This is what I want to do for myself. And then these are things I want to do for other people. Again, it, it, it does. It compounds. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely, absolutely does. Yeah. Absolutely does. And do things because you enjoy them and that's self-love. Yeah. Yes. And like being yeah. intentional and mindful of that. Yes. Like, right. I'm doing this for other people because I enjoy it. Right. Or even like you were saying, you know, like getting back to like who you are as a kid, like my, you know, my interest as a kid, like that's important too. Yes. I love painting and art. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I should probably try to like get back and to that. Yeah. yeah. It's silly how just giving yourself an hour yes. to do that and get back to your roots brings you a lot of fucking joy. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> All that creativity and yes. that self-love you have. Because as a kid, you have, you're not bound by it. A lot of other things. Yes. Your, your creativity and, and everything. It's just constant, a constant expression of who you are. Yeah. Trying to figure out who you are. So everything you do is, is an expression of who you are. Yes. You know, and then you get older and then you have responsibilities and you sacrifice the things you love to do for things you feel like you need to do. And like, and, and it comes away from you. And like, I kept thinking... We went to tea the other day, Dude, it was so and fun. I was like, was "This so like, fun. why do I was like, why am I so happy right now?" I was like, yeah. "How many tea parties did I throw as a kid? Yeah, this, is like, this is a that's grown true. up tea party." Yeah, I was like, "This is like, yeah. and that, and it was like you were surrounded by your girl time, girlfriends, yeah. and you dressed up, you felt good, and we sat and drank tea and ate finger sandwiches, and it felt so good." Yeah, yeah, that's part it's not just like I feel good right now. It's like the giddy kind. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the child. And I can share this with other you people. Yeah, you are. And yes. you're just like, yes. I, know. I was like, my child. It's the best. But it was, and those little things, and like we were talking about it too. Where we were like, we were splunking around looking for ballrooms and walking around back rooms, yeah. and like, and it was just so exciting. And it was because you were hanging out with your friends doing just shit that you wanted to do. Yeah, and who says like, that that's a child thing? Absolutely. Do you remember when you were little and you'd go on vacation and it didn't matter what hotel, motel your parents brought you to. It was so exciting. It was a new place and yeah. you got to go exploring and yes. you got to go like seek it out and like do something a little 
body like wander away from your parents and go into places that you might not be allowed to go. Dude, you've been riding elevators. Yes. yes. You know, jumping in there. Jumping. <laughs> my thing is like my parents were so strict that like it was so stressful. I couldn't have fun because it, everything was like yeah. restricted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as an adult, I think for me. That's why I'm so like fuck it because yeah there's there's glory in just like not giving a fuck yeah, yeah. and there's glory in having no rules yes and not having Absolutely. that parent tell you like no so I put fake eyelashes on my deer head because I, I love know. I love those <laughs> fake eyelashes on your head. yeah my, my dad would have fucking yelled at me so yep. like but you I'm telling you like. Yes, exactly. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. I love it. What's that and mean? that's like the best. We don't get enough of those, like, full on, like, giddy, like, yes, huh, moments exactly. as adults. So, cherish the one you can Yes. Get, you know? Even, like, yes. Because that fun does not end when you're a child or a teenager. Yeah. No, it, it, shouldn't. Shouldn't. it should not. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Yep. <sighs> I used to talk to freaking trees. So, <laughs> I love them. that. You <laughs> should still talk to trees. Sometimes I do. So. I slowly have gotten just the most genuine tidbits from Christina's oh, life. <laughs> I know. They give me the most <laughs> happiness ever. It's just the worst one is good. I like the website. <laughs> I like that one. I don't know. Oh, 